Hi, it's producer Chris. This is Top Stories, looking back at the great history of the Bugle and all the top stories we've covered in the past. Over the next two days, two classic Bugles. It's our exclusive coverage of the 2011 Royal Wedding between Pippa Middleton and our rivals. Here's Bugle 150. Top story this week. F*** everything else that's happening in the world. <laughs> the wedding is nearly here. <laughs> Andy, I know I'm not alone in thinking this because the sheer number of news crews that have been descending all week on London, the 32-time capital of the entire world. (laughs) But the upcoming royal wedding is the only thing that anyone in their right mind should be giving a shit about at the moment. I I think most international news organisations are going to be sending a very coherent message over the next seven (laughs) days. And that message is, Yemen, f*** it. Syria, it. <laughs> Fukushima nuclear plant. F- it. Royal weddings. F- yeah. <laughs> the the scene of the scene of elaborate media centre construction outside Buckingham Palace is really a sight to behold. If aliens were to land on Earth and were to park their ship on the mall leading up to Buckingham Palace and and saw the sheer amount of media trucks, camera positions and broadcast satellites built on the side of the road, they would think, well, this must be the most important thing happening on the planet right now. There can clearly be no bad things happening anywhere else at this one time. So focused are these humans on this single event. These must be the two most important people on Earth. (laughs) And you know what? They'd be right, Andy. Because as we've said before, the world is in such a precarious, troubled place at the moment that it seems that we're all using this event as an emotional anaesthetic <laughs> just to dull the pain of life on Earth. In fact, the most appropriate, appropriate song for William and Kate to walk down the aisle to after the wedding would be Comfortably Numb by Pink Floyd. <laughs> and the crowds of people lining the streets shouldn't be shouting and cheering. They should be blissfully muttering to themselves like someone who was just injected, injected with methadone. <laughs> oh, con- congratulations on the wedding. Oh... That felt so good. Oh, shit, I think it's already wearing off. (laughs) When I was a child, I found a reason. (laughs) (laughs) Well, just to get to the studio in Wapping today, John, I had to fight through crowds... 30 or 40 deep along the yeah. along the uh, the rows already queuing up for the wedding in 7 days time and yeah. estimated crowds of 1.75 billion royal worshippers <laughs> will line the streets of London <laughs> to wave hands fists and middle fingers at the happy couple <laughs> and uh, you know it is as you said it's clearly uh, i think you know the greatest uh, most important thing ever probably since maybe since the big bang or more important than the Big Bang. So, I don't know. All I know is that in uh, a few million years' time, there'll be a particle accelerator in Switzerland trying to recreate the royal wedding. (laughs) (laughs) They won't quite manage it, but, you know, it'll be worth a go. I know lots of people, especially in England, are uncomfortable over the amount of coverage that this story is getting, but I say to them, give in to it! (laughs) Shut up and give in to it! Royal fever is in the air, Andy. Let's all go out in the cold without wearing a hat and catch it. (laughs) 
Moving on to the rest of the world now, and Libya news. And the situation in Libya continues to descend into a seemingly irretrievable slough of chaos as casualties mount and the bloodshed spreads, with NATO caught in a seemingly intractable problem of having to... Shut up, Andy! <laughs> Shut up, Andy! That has nothing to do with the wedding! <laughs> Royal wedding news again now! And... <laughs> <laughs> and Prince Charles has apparently just become a record holder, Andy. Oh, what yeah. is that record? Is it the largest number of grapes one man can fit in his mouth? <laughs> no. Is it no, the he, number he of cartwheels done? He broke that six <laughs> years ago, John. <laughs> 183. Is it the number of cartwheels done across the roof of Windsor Castle? Nearly, but not quite. Prince Charles has just become the longest-serving heir apparent in British history. And that's no mean feat, Andy. That is some achievement. You have to do nothing for a really, really <laughs> long time. I'll say that I've been waiting for 33 years to become King of England, and I don't know if I'll be able to wait as long as 59 years like he has to become King. I just don't have that kind of patience. I think I'll snap and try and over throw the crown long before then. <laughs> it really is a long time to not be doing the only thing that you're actually supposed to be doing, though. He has been riding the bench for nearly six decades. He's beaten the previous record that was held by his great-great-grandfather, King Edward Seventh. I nearly said King Kong. Uh, King, King Edward Seventh, Not King Kong the second. Uh, and, uh, you know, I've got, a, I've got a sense that Charles is going to end up setting a record that is going to be so huge, it's going to make Edward VII look like a pushy little shit. <laughs> and to be fair to Edward VII, he did spend most of the time he was waiting, banging anything that moved, by all accounts. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I don't know if, uh, I don't know, he might have enjoyed his waiting time a little bit more. But you're right, Andy, there are some significant events happening in the world that are not wedding-related. Nigerian election news now, and good luck, Jonathan, the greatest named leader on the planet right now, won the Nigerian election this week, and... Shut up, John! I've just got some exclusive royal wedding giftless news now, and the <laughs> giftless has been uh, leaked by a source in the palace. And uh, what what do you buy for the couple who already has everything, John? Oh, um, I don't know. Apart from an anti-paparazzi shield... Um, uh, well, what, what is on the list is uh, a set of 40 million matching dinner plates, soup bowls and teacups, in case they ever feel like entertaining all the people who funded their wedding, to the tune of around 18 pence each. Uh, also, his and hers rocket packs. I mean, enough said. When you're a member of the royal family in the 21st century, you, sh you should have a rocket pack. Uh, also, an Edward VI memorial toaster, which chars the toast beyond recognition, and then pops it out, cut into the shape of a Catholic. Uh, and a couple of sports crowns, John. Uh, the ideal crown for the active young royal couple. Elasticated sports crowns enable them to still be a prince and princess, even when exercising, you know, playing polo or wrestling. Uh, Kate Middleton was, in fact, the former British University's Greco-Roman welterweight champion, fighting under the name of Aphrodite Caesar. Um, or, uh, indeed, where they're playing the ancient sport of pig snorkelling, which is fairly self-explanatory and not recommended for the kosher aware. <laughs> or you could go off course and buy some Anne Boleyn memorabilia, but that uh, might, of course, cause uh, a little bit of uh, division. It's also been announced that the Queen has finally met up, Andy, with Kate Middleton's parents. Now, people were shocked when they found out that she'd not been in the least bit bothered to meet up with them at any point during William and Kate's long relationship, even though they were at the same events a number of times. And when asked about it, a palace spokesman had said, she has not met them and has no plans to do so before the wedding. <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> 
They got queen slap dandy. Q-tip just served you up cold. But... But apparently, they had lunch together a couple of days ago, and wow, that must have been an extremely awkward <coughs> lunch. Tough to find any small talk areas there. Um, what do you do? <laughs> uh, we, we run a party favour business. Oh, H how delightful. W what what do you do? <laughs> well, no, I'm the Queen. I'm kind of a figurehead, mostly. Sounds nice. Yes. Can we get the cheque, please? <laughs> well, do you take taxpayer? <laughs> well, that's uh, uh, all very well done, but it's time to focus on uh, you know, mm -hmm. some of the, the okay. serious stuff that's you're, going on in the world. You're so, right, um, you're right, you're uh, right. Japan update now. And the Japanese government has announced a 4 trillion yen, that's around about, Shut say, 50... Shut up, Andy! <laughs> Shut up! That is not wedding-related! <laughs> Shut up! Oh, sorry, Andy, what was that going to be wedding-related? Well, I guess indirectly. I mean, uh, you know, it's a 50 Shut billion up! emergency budget for disaster relief. But I guess that means they're not going to give quite as much to uh, to the wedding fund. So, <laughs> I guess that's tangentially related. Shut up, Andy! If right. it's not directly related, I do not want to hear well, it! Well, I guess it's, it's maybe trying to stop Kate Middleton suffering radiation sickness emanating from from Japan before the big day on Friday. Okay, I'll let it stand. Okay, good. In other royal wedding <laughs> news, it's been revealed that uh, Prime Minister David Cameron will in fact wear tails to the wedding. Uh, by, by which I mean a morning suit. Not that he's going to wear the tail <laughs> oh, right. of a zebra, a horse and a squirrel on the back of his trousers. Okay, it's not going to be a game of pin the tail on the Prime Minister. <laughs> <laughs> no. He's... He, he had said that he was going to wear a leisure suit, as he did not want to be seen being too elitist. <laughs> a leisure suit? What's that? A shell suit? <laughs> <laughs> polyester <Yeah>. tracksuit? <laughs> yeah. He, do, he didn't want to be seen as being too elitist in these time of austerity measures. But you know what? He's going to the fucking royal wedding. That's about as elite as it gets. Yeah. Knock yourself out and wear a monocle. I don't think anyone's going to watch him in a normal suit saying, Oh, look, there's Dave. The, the way he's dressed reminds me of all those royal weddings that I have attended in my past. <laughs> in, in, of course, a similarly calculated man of the people suit. And this might seem like a very trivial story to have found out about. So you know, how have I found out about that information, Andy? I'll tell you how. It was on the front page of the Guardian News. <laughs> yesterday. The front page. Just underneath the story about how President al-Bashir of Sudan is taking full responsibility for the conflict in Darfur. And I know what you're thinking. How did The Guardian lead with that over the story about what David Cameron's wearing to the wedding? I can only assume it was a printing error and that they will be printing a full <laughs> apology tomorrow. If he's really worried about people thinking he's elitist, then what he needs to do is never open his mouth again. <laughs> Oh, what happened next? Find out tomorrow. And please support what we do at thebuglepodcast.com. Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you, you, you must be so excited. Listen now.